0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm taking a few days off. We're running some reruns, programs that you've heard before, perhaps, but we thought you would like to hear them again. I'll be back live on January the 2nd. Look forward to seeing you then, live. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, November the 13th, 2019, in the year of our Lord. Today, on November 13, 1956, the Supreme Court struck down laws that called for racial segregation on public buses. The Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. It's not constitutional. And it isn't. Today, in 1862, Lewis Carroll wrote in his personal diary, began writing the fairy tale of Alice, hope to finish by Christmas. Alice in Wonderland. Today, in 1789, Benjamin Franklin wrote in a letter to a friend, Jean Baptiste Leroy. In the letter, he said, In this world, Ben Franklin, he said, In this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. If you've heard that phrase and wondered where it came from, now you know. Today, in 1907, Paul Cornu achieved the first helicopter flight successfully. I don't know if others had tried and failed, but he succeeded. Today in 1907, helicopter flight. Today in 1911, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that an unauthorized motion picture adaptation of the novel Ben-Hur by General Lew Wallace infringed on the book's copyright. Today in 1940, Walt Disney film Fantasia featured animated segments set to classical music. It had its world premiere in New York. Today in 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a measure lowering the minimum draft age from 21 to 18. And today in 1982, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated, the wall, on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Well, today's a big day for politicians. As we speak, they are carrying on in the... um, in the capital, the most powerful capital in the world. They are going through the antics, and it they are antics, of trying to dispose of a president that they didn't want elected. And by all clear minds, that is the opinion. Nobody that's clear thinking and not drowning in a, in a pool of, of progressivism thinks otherwise. Mike Huckabee wrote a <clears throat> little note this morning. I like Mike. I've never met Mike Huckabee. Some of these guys I've met over the years. I don't know him, but I, I like him. Anyway, he wrote this note this morning on his um, website. He says, Today marks the start of the World Series for political junkies. Grand High Inquisitor Adam Schiff finally opens his padlock dungeon door, gives the public a glimpse into his star chamber, where he is judge, jury, an executioner, setting all laws by personal whim, denying the accused basic due process rights and calling witnesses, quote unquote, who didn't actually see or hear anything. In some cases, their own previous testimony has already discredited the charge that the Democrats are trying to press against Trump. If you actually want to waste your time on this, and Huckabee says, as a news commentator, I have to, but you don't, Here's the equivalent, he says, of a show program telling you who will be testifying, when it starts, where you can watch it, and all the other essential—Mike, <laughs> uh, where you can watch it, and all the other essential information about this monumentally non-essential and frivolous show trial. And that—that that really is what it is. It's just—it's a show to see if they can bend the will and the the feelings of the American people and. Cause Trump to not get reelected because they still can't get over the 2016 election. I mean it just is what it is. But Mike writes, the most important thing you can remember, you need to remember if you do watch is that no matter how much these people harump and break down in tears because Pre- uh, President Trump allegedly did something they disapprove of or fired them for their from their cushy jobs, as president, Mike says remember. Trump sets foreign policy, not self-appointed and unelected experts, and he has the power to ignore their advice and even fire them at will, or not fire them, even if the media claim he is firing them. I think Mike is probably referring to his daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was the press secretary, did such a fantastic job. She quit. I mean, it's a job that was taking her away from her family, and, and she resigned here, I think it was toward the beginning of this year. And uh, she and Trump were very close, but the media immediately jumped on that and said, oh, Trump fired her, or she refused to work for him, and neither w- was true. Mike Huckabee was very clear about that at the time. I think that's probably what he's referring to here, but it's true in a lot of cases. Huckabee continues with this. He says, it is nice, though, that the media have finally moved beyond their denial stage of dealing with the deep state coup against Trump and jump straight into acceptance. Too bad they also went past acceptance and right into embracing deep state rule. It would also be great if they could finally get past their denial, anger, bargaining and depression over Trump being elected in 2016. So true, but they can't get past Trump being elected in 2016. I am not making this up. A few moments ago today, and as we speak, this is going on in the capital of the United States. I'll come back to the hearing in a moment, the inquiry, excuse me. Um, dogs were delivered to the capital, uh, let's see, nine till i 12, an hour ago in Washington, D.C., in, I mean, on this live program. I know this is rebroadcast, but as we speak live right now, an hour ago, dogs were brought to the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Pet Partners, it's a therapy animal organization, brought in these these dogs. There's a whole bunch of them. They're cuddly, they say. They're therapy dogs. They're going to be there till 3 p.m. Eastern time in room 902 of the Hart Building, rooms 2043 and 2044 of the Rayburn House Office Building. They say that they brought them in. At, their, at the people that are public servants, I guess, request for the hardworking folks on Capitol Hill, because they are under a lot of stress, and they need a break from the stress. And these therapy dogs will help them rid themselves of some of the stress of their job. I am not kidding you. I love puppies. Everybody loves puppies. I always had a dog growing up. I had a Cocker Spaniel. I had a whole bunch of dogs. I love dogs. I never lick their mouth, and I never let them lick my mouth. And I know people do that a lot today. But I love my dog as much as other people love their dog that, uh, that do kiss them and lick on them and so on. But, man, have we gotten to that? This thing is so stressful, they're bringing in dogs in the Capitol to help these people there get through the day. Maybe we need to elect an entirely new Congress. I don't know. But that's what's going on. The hearing started this morning. It is a show. The media is holding their breath, hoping this will finally get rid of Trump. It isn't going to happen. I can tell you that now because, well, I can't tell you that, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. Representative Jim Jordan, great guy, very conservative. He asked Schiff this morning, right away when they started the hearings, are going on as we speak. But he asked Schiff, who is as I can be well-defined, is running this thing. He is the judge, jury, and the executioner. By his own rules, he's kind of making them up as he goes. Really, he is. Jim Jordan a Republican from Ohio. Really a good guy, a vet, uh, a veteran. He's a, a conservative. He asked Schiff this morning. He said, uh, He said, when will this committee be able to vote and have the whistleblower come and testify regarding the complaint, his complaint against the president. Adam Schiff looked right into the camera and answered Jim Jordan. He said, I do not know the identity of the whistleblower and I'm going to make sure that identity is protected. That is as bizarre as the emperor has no clothes. Everybody, even I, know who the whistleblower is, it's well-known, and he just carries on. I mean, he's naked, and he carries on as though he has golden robes around him. I have never seen anything like this in my life, I'll tell you. They're panicked. The progressives, the far left, known as Democrats for the most part, they're panicked. That this guy, whose name they cannot say out loud, his name is Eric Charamella. His last name is spelled C-I-A-R-A-M-E-L-L-A, but it's pronounced Charamella. In fact, in Italian, the word means, among other things, a roof tile. I don't know what that has to do with this, but it just... I thought you might be interested to know. That's what Charamella means. His name is Eric Charamella. They sent a six-page six page memorandum, shifted, to all of the Republican lawmakers that they will face a potential, I'm reading from it now, potential ethics probe, if you dare say the CIA, he didn't use the word, but snitches name, the CIA whistleblower. So they can't say it, but everybody knows it. It's a big pretense. It's a pretend kind of thing. It's a fairy tale. It's Alice in Wonderland. It's unbelievable. I would say this about any president. This isn't in defense of Trump. It's in a, To a greater degree, it's in defense of our nation. Our very institutions are decaying or crumbling before us. As this thing goes on and on and on. And I would say that, honestly, I would if this was Obama and the Republicans were performing like the Democrats are. But they didn't. And they haven't. This is absolutely unbelievable what these people are doing. I mean, take Trump out of the equation. We still have our country. And the institutions are under attack, not by foreign powers, from within. Abraham Lincoln said, if we are ever brought down as a nation, it won't be from somebody across the ocean. It'll be from within. And this attack is on our, our very institutions, our very identity, a nation built under God on laws and values. and I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he said you can't... He told the Republicans, if you say his name, you'll be punished. Six-page memorandum. Democrat leaders Jerry Nadler and Carolyn Nadler, they echoed Schiff. They said the same thing. Said Republicans must refrain from the potentially illegal act of mentioning Eric Charmella's name during this show trial that started this morning. Of course... Charmella, an anti-Trump CIA operative, has no right to remain anonymous. But they've made it a right. They've just chosen to make it a right. The only reason the Democrats don't want the name out there, but by denying it, it's almost like banning a book. When somebody hears a book's been banned, they say, well, I I need to look into it. Well, what does that say? Why are they banning that? And they're almost getting a reverse reverse, uh, response. Because... The more they tell people, now, nobody can say Eric's name. You can't say Eric's name because this whistleblower, we're going to protect him. Everybody knows his name. The more they say that, the more people say, now, what was his name? Oh, yeah, Eric. Yeah, okay, well, I I know who he is. Let me just go through a couple of things about this guy and who he is. Maybe Adam Schiff, who is running this powerful committee, He's one of a few people running our country right now as far as the legislative and the representative branch of it. But like I said, I'm parked out here in the northwest corner of the United States. That I know who he is. Let me tell you a little bit about him. I know a little bit about him, too. He worked with the Democratic National. This is the whistleblower whose name cannot be mentioned out loud. He worked uh, with the DNC operative, Alexandra uh, Chupala. This morning, a little while ago, about an hour ago, they moved that Alexandra uh, Chalupa, that's the way you pronounce it, Chalupa, uh, that her name be removed, redacted, because they didn't want anybody to know who she was. Everybody knows who she is. Anyway, this guy worked, With her, who she is now redacted, they're secretly hiding her from everybody who knows her and what her role in this has been. She was involved deeply in the creation of the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, all that, the letter, all that stuff. She was very involved in that. I mean, it's it's proven. Fired, he was fired from the National Security Council in 2017 for leaks. He returned to the CIA. He had been... Upgraded, I guess, or got a better job or higher-paying job with National Security Council. He was leaking stuff to the press and other people in 2017, so he got fired. And so he went back to the CIA. He worked directly under James Clapper. This is Eric. And uh, he worked and traveled with Joe Biden repeatedly during that period of time. He served in the Obama administration. He worked with John Brennan, who hates Trump by his own admission. And he's, this guy, Eric, is a registered Democrat. He, filled, he filed a whistleblower complaint on August 12th over President Trump's July 25 phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, where the two discussed Freddie out corruption. This included talk on investigating the Biden crime family. Karamella was not on the call. He just heard about it. And his report was filled with inaccuracies. We heard the call. We saw the script, the manuscript, the transcript rather of it. And that was not what was said on the call. This so-called whistleblower, Eric Charmella, is a Democrat. He's had a professional tie to several of the 2020 Democrat presidential campaigners, wannabes. Carmela coordinated and took guidance from Adam Schiff's staff, and then when caught, Schiff, about two months ago, lied about it. But one of two of Schiff's staff actually went to Ukraine on this matter, and he said they didn't until somebody produced the the, the airplane log that showed they did. And then he said, well, it was unrelated. Sure it was. Carmella was kicked out of the White House, for leaking negative stories about Donald Trump in 2017. This is the guy that nobody is supposed to know and everybody knows. And they just keep going on and on with this. Carmella was behind the fake story that Putin told Trump to fire Comey. That story got pressed for two or three days and then it went away. It was completely fake. I mean, it never happened. Putin isn't telling Trump what to do on anything. I am certain of that. And so, is, so are the people close to it. Carmella's attorney worked for James Clapper, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, and has donated a considerable amount of money to Joe Biden. An attorney for Charmella is a member of the hashtag resistance movement. That's an organized movement to remove Donald Trump from office. Charmella worked with Joe Biden in the executive branch when he was vice president. Charamella had no problem with the Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's million-dollar pay-for-play scandal with the Ukraine. Charmella traveled with Joe Biden to the Ukraine. Charmella worked with the Democratic National Committee operative Alexandra Chalupa, as I said, and now they've redacted her name so nobody will know who she is. Boy, I'll tell you, it's... Sometimes I ask myself, could all this, I mean, what are they thinking? He's a former associate of James Clapper, Charles McCullough. These guys helped him file his complaint against Trump and what Trump said on the July 25 telephone conversation, and this guy didn't hear it. (laughs) He didn't even hear the call. A number of people were on the call listening in he wasn't one of them. Adam Schiff's age, uh, aides, Abigail Grace, Sean Misko, they worked with Carmela in the White House. Eric Charlemela was a guest of Joe Biden in a luncheon with the Italian Prime Minister in 2016. Eric Charlamella hosted the White House meeting in January of 2016 when Ukrainian officials were told to get rid of the prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden and Burisma, the gas company over there, he was in the meeting when Joe Biden said, we'll hold the money if you don't fire the investigator. They fired the investigator. This is why Adam Schiff doesn't want his name out there, but I mean, it's like calling fire two days after the barn burned down or whatever. Anyway, that's a little insight. You won't hear that on the news today, I am certain, because the news media are very locked in on getting Trump out of office, and this appears to be their last best effort, and it is pathetic. It is has no regard for America, it has no regard for our institutions, it has no regard for the rule of law, it has no regard for everything this nation was founded upon. And it's personal. And as I said, it's about more than Donald Trump. It's about a such a self-obsessed narcissistic compulsion to get rid of somebody they disagree with, they hate because the American people elected him. That They don't care about the nation. All they care about is getting rid of Trump. They're obsessed with this. Anyway, that's what's happening in the most powerful most powerful capital in the world. I got this note Dear Gary, as a longtime AMA 10 listener, I've heard your program since its inception. Much appreciate your day in history, reveals along with your insight, penetrating, and sometimes winsome commentaries. I'm a cattle and hay guy who listens while working. And finally, I'm following through on the Lord's daily prompting. He knows that I know what that means because perhaps you do too. From time to time, I ask those of you who listen to this program, if you agree, and I know some, many listen that don't agree. I understand that. But if you agree with what we're doing, what we're saying, and the way that we're presenting this, and the perspective from which we're presenting what we say, I would encourage you to just follow the leading of the Lord. If you don't feel like you should be a part of this, or help with it, or you can't, or if you don't agree with it, Certainly don't, but if you believe what we're doing is worthwhile and helpful now and for the kingdom of God, I need your support. I'm asking you to stand stand with us. That's what he's referring to there. Thank you, sir. I'm sure you're listening. Put that bale of hay down and just thank you. Take a break. Drink a cup of coffee and then move on. But thank you. If you've been thinking about it, if you feel an interest toward helping us, this would be a great time to join in. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We need your help. We look forward to it. Thank you for standing with us. I wrote an article today. It's I just want to summarize it very briefly because I wanted to kind of come up to speed on what's happening as we speak in Washington D.C. on this so-called inquiry this impeachment inquiry. They've been trying to impeach Trump since before he was inaugurated. Remember Maxine Waters, the black representative from Los Angeles. I think she's from California. I think it's LA. She was calling for his impeachment before the guy was even inaugurated into office, sworn into office. She was wanting to impeach him. She didn't know why. She just didn't like him. She hated him. She said, impeach him. And she was saying that several days before he was even the president of the United States. So it doesn't matter what the purpose is. We just have to, it's kind of an impeachment in search of a crime. We're going to impeach this guy. What can we stick him with? That's what this is about. And so we've hopefully brought you up to speed on some of what's happening today as we speak. And we'll continue to talk about this as we proceed over the next few days. But I wrote an article Today, it's at faithandfreedom.us. If you go on there, you're not going to get a bunch of email and stuff. We never share your name. If you sign up to get it, it's free, but it'll come to your inbox every day. But you will not be put on other lists. We do not solicit money on that particular article. It's read worldwide, honestly. And I would encourage you to read that, Faith and freedom. Dot .us. I talk about a historic church that removed a Thanksgiving tapestry. You know, here we go again. Wait till Christmas. People will be jerking whatever out of the mangers, out of the public square, and one thing or another. But this Plymouth Congregational Church in Minneapolis that caught my attention, they had this. The, the women of the church worked on this for over a decade and they created it. It's beautiful. I put some, or my office put some pictures of that into the article I wrote. It's gorgeous. And um, it's, a, it's a tapestry that they made. It took them over 10 years to do it, these women. They, in fact, they called themselves the Needlers. That was their club in this church. But the church says they've decided to take it all down. They said the decision is rooted in, quote, our commitment to racial justice and our desire to be inclusive. And I asked myself when I saw this Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis, whose rock are they building their life, their church, upon. Is it some notion of progressivism that's running away from tradition? Or are they truly a church that's built on the solid rock? On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. The Minneapolis Star reported that the embroideries loom large at Plymouth Congregational Church in Minneapolis. They said it covered a huge wall, but today, the paper said three days ago, the wall is bare. The wall is bare because the historic church, established in 1857, has decided that traditional Thanksgiving portrayal is offensive. And they go on and on in this, and I'd like you to read it and take a look at it because it's it's it, it it's symptomatic of what's going on in our churches today. Too many churches. This isn't about although the 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 artwork that these women have done is gorgeous. It split the church. People are leaving the church they're beautiful. The pastor says, I have a deep concern for how the church at large presents itself. And these wall hangings, these huge wall hangings, make a statement. Well, of course they do. He said, I want, or she, it's a woman pastor, she said, I want this church to be a sanctuary, a refuge, and welcoming. Well, that's code word for illegals to camp out there so they can't get arrested. And welcoming means come one, come all gays, because we will affirm you, we will not preach the gospel, because that too would be offensive, much like Thanksgiving or whatever. She says the church has a different calling. You don't expect to go into a church and have trauma triggered, which is what we've heard from some people. So they're taking it all down. Anyway, I think you'll get something out of that article. I would encourage you to read it. Thank you for being with me today. It's always a pleasure. We'll continue this conversation right here tomorrow. And again, thank you for standing with us. Thank you for your prayers, your notes, and thank you for your support. See you tomorrow.